I'm Lauren. Hello, I'm Sarah. And welcome to Montalino Mama. Welcome back to another episode of Multilingual Mamas. Up until this point, we have interviewed adults who were raised multilingual or adults who are raising their children multilingual. Um, but today, we're going to be talking to Mavi Turner, a late bilingual Spanish-English adolescent, to gain a better understanding of bilingualism as it's happening, kind of in progress. So, Mavi, welcome. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. Thank you, thank you. We're going to get started asking you a few background questions. So can you tell us about yourself and your language background, what language you speak day to day, and when and how did you learn these languages, please? Yeah, so um, I was raised in a Spanish and English speaking household. Um, my mom is from Valencia, Spain. Uh, she's a professor at a university, and then I was um, did a study abroad program with her um, when I was like four, and I would say that's really when I picked up the language of Spanish um because everyone always asked me like how did you learn Spanish and I'm like I don't really know I lived in Spain <laughs> for a semester and I really just kind of picked it up um but my day-to-day -day, uh, language would probably be English just because I do live in the United States and that's what we speak mostly here but um Spanish has definitely helped me throughout my jobs and like interacting with people from all over do you speak to um your mom in Spanish normally um it honestly kind of just depends uh, my dad doesn't speak Spanish um but my brother and I both do. So it just kind of depends on who's in the house, when and where. Um, but yeah, we do speak in Spanish to each other. Cool. What about your brother? Um, him and I usually communicate in English just because we like he's four years older than me, um, unless like we're with our family in Spain or like with my mom. But yeah, usually we communicate in English. And uh, how old is your brother? He's four years older than me. So he's 23. 23. So you are 19? Is that yes. math work out? Yes, it did. Okay. <laughs> All right. So you said your dad doesn't speak Spanish, right? Right, yeah. He's pretty much English only. So can you can you tell us about when you can you go visit family sometimes to Spain? Would you would you then speak Spanish if your brother is around and with your mom too? Yeah, like when we travel to Spain, we all speak in Spanish to each other. Um, okay. which is really good for me because it helps me keep up my Spanish and it kind of like hold me accountable to it because like my aunt and stuff she also speaks English even though she lives over there she lived in the United States for a while but they'll be like no you're in Spain and like you need to speak Spanish and it's like a good way for me to like keep up my language skills when we go visit them too. Did you ever take any Spanish classes? I did so I took three Spanish classes in high school and then I took my first one last semester like my first college Spanish class and I enjoyed it because I knew what I wanted to say, but I, you know, like grammar, I never really learned official grammar because when I lived in Spain, I was four. So like, it was like the equivalent of kindergarten. Um, so learning the grammar and stuff really helped me to like develop my Spanish even further. Official grammar. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so I think going off of what Lauren was asking you, we wanted to ask you, have you ever felt insecure about your language skills? Um, sometimes I like get insecure whenever I'm like talking to like a native or heritage speaker. Um, right now I'm doing the Disney college program. So I'm working at Disney world for the semester and we get a lot of guests uh, that come from all over the world. And a lot of them are like heritage Spanish speakers. 
and sometimes I like get intimidated like I know that they don't speak English so I am that like liaison for them to help them with their language skills but then at the same time I'm like am I like translating what I need to say correctly but usually it's okay <laughs> I'm sure it's great yeah um how do you identify these days or maybe this has shifted um from when you were younger to now um do you identify as American Spanish or perhaps both um, yeah, I identify as both. Um, whenever I apply to stuff and everything, I always, you know, put Hispanic just because I do think that is a really important part of my identity. Um, but I also would put like, you know, that I was also American. So I think that would probably put both. Has this uh, shifted since you were younger or do you feel like this is always being consistently both? Um, when I was younger, I'd probably say American just because I don't, like a lot of people really didn't know that I like spoke Spanish or like came from a Hispanic background like it was something that I just kind of like kept low-key like I don't know if I was like I don't I wouldn't say I was embarrassed by it but like it's not something that I was really like comfortable like putting out into the world just because I was you know younger and I didn't really know who I was but like as I've gotten older and like my Spanish has developed and like I've learned more about Spanish culture and I've been over there a lot I accept it more now than I did when I was younger. Mm -hmm. So I'm just curious, um, what would be people's reaction if they saw you speaking Spanish and they didn't know that you were able to do so? Uh, most of the time people are pretty surprised just because, you know, I'm a blonde American looking girl. Like, I don't really like look the part, but a lot of people are usually pretty accepting to it. Like, they're like, wow, that's amazing that you know both languages, um, especially at work and stuff, just because there is not a lot of people at the location that I work at that speak Spanish. So like being able to help the guests when they thought that I might not be able to help them is really cool to see. That's nice. And it can be kind of a, a pleasant surprise. Right. So you mentioned that you kind of weren't super proud of it or didn't bring it up when you were younger. Did you ever just refuse to speak Spanish with your mom or um, with other native speakers? Was there a stage that you went through where you didn't want to? Um, that's a good question. I don't really remember a stage where I like was like completely against it. Like I'm not going to speak Spanish, but I know like after I came back from Spain and like we, there was like probably seven years between the last time I like went to Spain, like there was like a seven year period wow. there and I didn't really speak a lot of Spanish then. And so when I went to Spain the first time, like after it was like kind of weird for me because I hadn't really been working on my Spanish as much as I should have. Mm -hmm. So it took like kind of some more like listening to get back into the like swing of things with the language but I never like really went through a period where I was just like flat out against it but there was probably a couple years where I didn't really use it mm -hmm. it was just kind of like stored in the back of my brain makes sense so since you mentioned that you were in Spain when you were four and then there was like this gap <laughs> like a seven year gap and I know I know for a fact because I follow Mavi's mother on Facebook and <laughs> <laughs> that um, you've been to Spain recently too, right? Seeing family. Um, so I guess my question is, how was this experience, right? How, how do you feel when you go to Spain these days versus like before in terms of your ability, um, with your bilingualism? What's that like? <laughs> um, so I would say now it's definitely a lot better now that I've taken, you know, multiple Spanish classes and stuff. Like a lot of times when I'm over there, they're like, oh, the Americans are back and they'll like, you know, make jokes like that. And then like that kind of like made me insecure about like my language skills. Mm -hmm. But ever since I've like taken Spanish classes and stuff, like the last time I was there was uh, 2020, like that summer after um, just we went to see my grandma. We kind of kept it low key with COVID and everything. But like even when I talked to like my grandma or my cousins, like I felt more confident in my abilities to speak this like the language and like 
I didn't really care what they had to say, I guess, because I knew that like I was progressing and like I was doing better. And it like four years ago or whatever, it would have been a lot worse. That's awesome. Yeah, it seems like you have a really positive attitude towards your Spanish and using it to to sit with family. A lot of heritage speakers in your like in your shoes and the same situation uh, always get those comments from family member, you know, like, oh, you're like very American or what, like things like that or some, you know, some, I don't want to say negative comments, but you know, some like, mentioning of, of like oh I can tell that you are like your Spanish is Americanized and things like that did you did you get a lot of that from family or perhaps locals in Valencia um not really because when I speak with my mom it's more like the authentic dialect I would actually say for me it was reverse so in my Spanish classes a lot of the students would either like have you know struggle understanding me just because I like would speak with a thick Spanish accent I had um, my high school Spanish teacher she was from Ecuador so like she spoke like the way they do in Latin America and it was really cool to like learn the differences of how the language works and then my uh, college professor she was like from the U.S. she had just studied it and you know became a professor and for her she did a study abroad in Spain like in college but she hadn't heard like that authentic dialect since she had done that study abroad. So even sometimes she would have trouble understanding me. So I'd say that for me, the roles were kind of reversed. When I go to Spain, usually I don't really, I just hear like more culture comments, not like language-based comments. Mm -hmm. But then when I go to my Spanish class here, it's more like, oh, you speak with a, such a thick accent or like something along those lines. That's interesting. I like to be a Spaniard in the U.S. these days. <laughs> You're the, the weird one. Right. If you, um, if you speak Spanish in public with your mom in the U.S. Do you ever feel that people judge you or are annoyed by that in the U.S.? Do you ever feel that kind of discrimination? I would say a little bit like Spanish is a really loud language and so a lot of times <laughs> when my mom and I speak to each other. It's your, like, mom is, your mom it's is not quiet. She's not a quiet. Right. <laughs> and so whenever we speak to each other it's like a louder tone uh -huh. And sometimes I think that people would just kind of look at us like, can you please be quiet? We're like, mm, sorry, like, <laughs> we have to take a step back and like tone it down a notch. But like a lot of times we'll like, when we speak in Spanish, we'll get like worked up or excited about something. And so it really just depends. Yeah, I think that's a very common thing for a lot of us, especially with Spanish and English bilingualism. Mm -hmm. um, so I did want to ask, um, did you overall like to be bilingual? Like, do you like the idea of being bilingual? Do you see any advantages to being bilingual? Any perhaps disadvantages that you might want to talk about? Um, for me, I would say there's more advantages than disadvantages. I mean, it really helps with like trying to find a job or like just mm -hmm. the day-to-day -day life, like communication. I mean, I'm a communications major. So being able to communicate in multiple languages to me is pretty cool just because it gives me more like marketability for myself. Um, but I, I wouldn't really say there's a ton of disadvantages. Um, I mean, I think some people, you know, like, or like, I would just say jealousy is kind of like a disadvantage. Like people are like, oh, well, why do you know that? And I don't, but like, that's not really something that I can control. And so I wouldn't really say that for me, I haven't seen any major disadvantages up to this point. I'm curious, was it hard to negotiate this to I don't know if you want to call them different identities or the fact that you were able to um, speak to different languages, that you were familiar with two different cultures. Was it hard to reconcile this growing up as an adolescent or, or perhaps right now? Was there any moment in which you said, oh, man, it's tough to like understand this biculturalism and I don't, I don't know how to explain it to perhaps someone who comes from a more like monoculture, monolingual environment? 
Yeah, um, I would never say that I really went through like, like I never like sat down with myself and thought about it, but like looking back, I could definitely see that. Um, like in my Spanish classes, like even a lot of my professors and teachers weren't familiar with like Spain and culture in Spain. So I would be asked to like present on it. And I'm like, okay, but what do I have to say that will resonate with them to where like they can understand it, but also implement like the authenticity of the culture, you know, like there's a lot of different things that they do. And it's like, how do I make it to where these other students can understand it, but also help preserve what I know and like what's real, like not tone it down. You know what I mean? Yeah, you have to present it kind of in a postcard fashion while still being true to yourself and use it you know it's your learning experience too what are you getting out of this that is interesting was there ever a time when you felt like I don't know not fully American or like you couldn't relate to American culture um I wouldn't really say that I ever had that just because I did live in the United States like most of my life your dad is American American yeah so for for me it was honestly more of a struggle when we went to Spain I think the second time I was like probably seven or eight um my mom did a like a summer semester in Alicante and like I was trying to like talk to my cousins and everything and that was just kind of like a weird time for me because I was old enough to like have decent conversations but I still like wasn't fully developed in my Spanish like when I was four like obviously I like picked it up and like that's when I got a good grasp for the language but then when I went when I was eight I was like, I still knew the language, but I didn't really know how to like form what I wanted to say. And then I went again when I was like 15. I think that's when that seven year gap was. And then that was another struggle for me too. So I would say for me, it was kind of reverse. I never really felt fully like not American, but like sometimes when I would go to Spain, I would feel out of place. Mm -hmm. That's interesting. Um, I guess a question that we uh, ask a lot of uh, parents, but we didn't include here, but I think would be worth asking is growing up um, in North Carolina, where you are, uh, was there other Spanish-speaking people in your community, perhaps other families, other friends in school that you interacted with in Spanish, or or perhaps not? Um, yeah, there was some other Hispanic kids at my school. I never really started interacting with them, probably until the end of elementary school, beginning of middle school. I remember this is kind of a funny story. One day, I heard another Hispanic student like talking bad about another kid, like an, an American kid in Spanish to another Hispanic student and I like kind of interrupted and they didn't know I spoke Spanish and I was like hey like why are you saying this like but I said it to them in Spanish and they were like wait what like what we didn't know you spoke Spanish and I'm like yeah like just don't talk bad about people like it's not that hard and so that was just kind of like a funny story where like you never know who's listening you never know who's watching um but yeah and then in middle school and high school I started to interact with some other Hispanic students and it was pretty cool to like compare cultures and dialect and language. I like that. But other than your mom, um, you didn't speak Spanish with that many people in your community. Right, not really. I mean, my community, like we live in the suburbs. So it's like pretty, there's pretty much only like American, like it's a predominantly white area. So for me, it's like kind of hard to implement my Spanish with every, like with just other people, unless I was like in Spanish class or something like that. So I'm curious, and I might be going too far here, but I'm curious to see, hopefully Encarna agrees with this. I'm not gonna be <laughs> as, a, as a parent, like we are parents and we're hoping to raise our kids bilingual, multilingual. So I'm curious to say when you had this moment in Spain in which you felt out of place, you shared that experience with your mom. Was she able to help you navigate that? Or I'm just curious to see what, what that would look like for us. 
any of you can give us maybe some idea of what we could do to help our children navigate that situation if that happens to us? Just to clarify, Encarna is Mavi's mother. Yes. <laughs> um, I think for me, like, I, there wasn't like it wasn't like a huge barrier for me to navigate just because I was like with my family like in Spain I don't really have like a ton of like friends it's just like family and family friends like I don't really know a whole lot of people my age over there so um and a lot of my family over there like best speak English so I was, if I was having a hard time like you know if not everyone understood me at least three or four people did and they could help me kind of navigate what I wanted to say or what I was trying to get across um, but for me, it was never really a culture issue. Like, I've always loved Spanish culture. I've loved the food. Like, everything is amazing. Um, so, yeah, for me, it was mostly just the language. And I would always, you know, either have my mom or my aunt or someone there that could, like, help me out, too. So it's just a language thing that you yeah. work around. Right. Okay. Um, have you ever heard the term code switching? No. Okay. So um, it's basically when you mix your two languages. So do you ever do that or how do you feel about mixing your two languages yeah sometimes I think it just kind of happens for me like automatically and like I'll start like thinking like when I like if I'm talking to someone like in English or something but then I think of like common phrase in Spanish or like something like that but then like I'm like wait I'm talking in English and I have to like kind of go back (laughs) and forth between the two languages in my brain or vice versa like sometimes in Spanish class um because a lot of things you know are like how would you say this? Or you know what I mean? Like, I'll think about it in English before I translate it to Spanish. Whereas mm-hmm. if I was just having a natural conversation with someone in Spanish, it would probably just flow more authentically what I wanted to say. So yeah, I think that happens for me, probably mostly in the classroom, honestly. Mm-hmm. It sounds like you've had positive experiences though in your Spanish classes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's great. I'm curious to see if you're more likely to switch at home or in your classes. Oh, um, that's a good question. I think it's honestly kind of like 50-50 depending on the like situation and the scenario like if I'm talking with my mom sometimes yeah it'll just code switch in Spanish like we'll literally be having a conversation in English and we'll just switch to Spanish like for no reason like she'll like drop you know like a phrase or something in Spanish and then I just respond to her in Spanish and then we start talking in Spanish Um, but I would also say it happens for me in the classroom a lot too when you have that that confianza right And it's like so interesting. You don't know, you didn't know what code switching was, but that's probably very common practice for you on a day-to-day basis. Oh, yeah. I love yeah, that. Yeah, I like that I think about it. I'm like, wow, that happens a lot to me. <laughs> so moving on, of course, you're really young right now that because we're interested in bilingualism and also how, um, whether language is normally maintained through generations. Have you given it any thought to the idea that perhaps in the future, if you choose to have children, you might want to transfer this culture or this language to your children. And when I say this, I mean like Spanish, because uh, I'm assuming you may stay in the U.S. Perhaps you have different plans. Um, Yeah, so I want to minor in Spanish. Um, So it's something that I definitely want to like preserve and like keep a part of my life. And like in the future, if I do have a family or do have kids, I think it's something that's really important. Um, because not a lot of people have that benefit and like if I hold back like my family from that like I would feel bad um and I my Spanish teacher in high school she was from Ecuador but her kids don't speak any Spanish and like they were in my Spanish classes with me and it was like really interesting to see like you know their mom's a full heritage speaker like grew up in Ecuador like knows the language amazing and she's like a great teacher but like her kids never grew up with that language and so for me it was really interesting to like see that and like compare it to my life where like my mom like really made sure that my brother and I like 
were familiar with the language, like we knew like how to say what we wanted to, and it was a big part of our lives. And so like, for me, that's something that I definitely want to like preserve. And if I can get my kids, you know, the dual citizenship and all the amazing benefits that like come with being um, bilingual and like having the dual citizenship that I have, then like, obviously I want to pass that down. Mm-hmm. Got to be willing to put up with that Spanish bureaucracy. Right. She's <laughs> brave. She'll make it happen. <laughs> now that you mentioned your teacher and um, the situation with her children, it just make me, it made me think of like reading and writing in Spanish. How was that for you? Because one thing is just to acquire, you know, the ability to understand and speak, uh, probably a whole different story to, to read and write in Spanish. How was, what, what's your relationship with reading and writing in Spanish this day? Um, I would say it's kind of, I'm getting better at it. When I first started my high school classes, it was a struggle. Like I would, like I was conversationally fluent, but when it came to like grammar, reading, writing, literature, anything like that, I struggled. And like, I probably asked my mom so many questions or if I didn't want to ask her questions, she was like, no, you need to work on this. Like right now, like you need to get it together. Even when I didn't want help. No, she's, as you guys know, she's a Spanish professor. So she would like try to teach me through like my homework and stuff. Um, at times I, you know, didn't want it just because I wanted to get through it and just finish homework because it's homework. But um, I'm really grateful that I had her like to help me through that phase because I would say like prior to high school I was just conversationally fluent. But now like whenever I apply to jobs and stuff, I've seen like, are you fluent? And it'll be like, and it'll have like different levels of like proficiency. And like now I feel more comfortable putting like you know fully proficient instead of just oh yeah I can speak the language. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is a big deal for employment. Right. Yeah. Mommy, is there anything else that you wanted to talk about or say? I don't think so. I think that pretty much covered it all for me. I really appreciate you guys having me today. That yeah, was it was really interesting to uh, to talk to you. Um, well, that's it for today. Thank you so much for joining us, Mommy. And for everyone else, we'll see you next time. Hasta luego. ever have questions for us or questions about the podcast, go to home and our website at www.multilingualmamaspodcast.com and click on the link for questions. Make sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram and stay tuned for another episode of Multilingual Mamas.